Hello, and welcome to We're Doom Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon McIntosh. Across from me is my co-host, Tyler Shashma. How are you, Brandon? I'm doing fantastic in a wonderful world that can end any day. Isn't it beautiful? Isn't it beautiful to live your life that way? Yeah, be ready for the end. Some people disagree. Some people think it's uh, you know, it's a very negative thing. It's not a good way to look at life that it can end at any moment. That uh, destruction is always imminent, you know, but... Why not live your life that but way? But when when you think you're gonna die, you get everything done that day. Everything, yeah, everything. You get all your chores done, right? Finish you get your all shit. your vacuuming done. Like that's what you need to do before it all ends. Right? Well, that that's why I put so much pressure on my work all the time because I'm like, if I die, this shit's gonna be all unfinished. I know that's what this podcast is aiming to do, just to remind you that life is f- fleeting and there's little time left. So. Hug your loved ones and go to the beach and have a good time. But slow down. Don't put all that pressure on yourself. Your heart's, yes. your, your heart's going to kill you first. Yeah, yeah, But do it slowly. Or your body. We'll find a, a medium pace. Are you afraid of your body killing you, Brandon? Afraid of my body killing me? Like a heart attack? Oh. Or like an aneurysm or something? Yeah, or your legs could fall uh, off. My legs. We already talked about my fear of losing my legs. But yeah, having an aneurysm or a heart attack, I think that... W- something internal rather external killing me is terrifying you're getting older yeah just like what i would rather have an aneurysm which can just happen out of the blue and i can drop dead or like a cinder block fall off like a t- tall building hit me in the head same thing you're still gonna really. die right away one's messier than the other i guess uh yeah because it all depends on what kind of mess you want to leave where are you walking where cinder blocks are falling <laughs> Like a, um, like I don't a know. Wiley Coyote cartoon? I don't Montreal. I just, I don't know, c- cities that are always under construction poorly. Um, but yeah, I don't know what we're talking about. Um, today, we uh, we have our very first guest on the show. I'm very excited. He, uh, this man here, he, he owns the studio we're sitting in. We're in Spiky Ball Studios. Our guest today is Pete Van Dyke. Hey, how you doing, everybody? Thanks for having me on. Oh, thanks a lot for coming. Uh, we see you all the time anyways, but we finally uh, pulled you into the podcast booth to, to talk about something uh, you're very passionate about. Something, Is uh, it falling anvils? Cause I, falling <laughs> have anvils? Have you ever seen a falling anvil before? In I don't travel? think I've ever seen an anvil before in You've my You've never life. seen an anvil? I've yeah. seen an anvil. What is its purpose? Some kind of blacksmith? Yeah, for yeah. bending horseshoes. Yeah. You want a smith? You know where else I've seen an anvil? Where? At a symphony orchestra where you watch a symphony orchestra. Okay. Sometimes they'll have an anvil and they play an anvil. How and do my, they? And my daughter's uh Do they just concert. drop it and it's like a big bang? No, they hit it with a hammer. They just bang that thing with a hammer and it just makes it sound like <laughs> bang. How come I, when I went to school, they're like, you have to play the trumpet or the trombone. I'm like, where's the hammering the anvil? Yeah, job, hammering right? the anvil, ox percussion. That's where it's at. Only the biggest kid. They just gave me the milk crate full of rattles. <laughs> yeah. And then they just told me to quit coming to class. Yeah. You brought your, yeah, you probably just brought it your, yourself. Brought my own milk crate full of rattles. Yeah. Just an old gourd. <laughs> just, a, just a bunch of empty soda cans with beans in them. Just rattles I've collected throughout my life. They represent, represent many things. Yeah, I wanted to tell you that I have followed your advice about living my life like it's my last, and I uh, taught my wife how to change the furnace filter. Oh, wow. Because I think, I, you know, you could die at any moment. Uh, if you die, who's going to change the furnace? She's going to have to call somebody, and it's going to cost money. Oh, yeah, I never even thought so. about calling somebody. Or just yeah. breathing in dust. That'll kill you. Yeah, yeah. then that'll kill her. So you're, you're, savior. you're saving your whole family, Pete. Thank you. <laughs> I feel like a hero. 
Anyways, Pete is uh, he's he runs a very popular podcast for the last six years called Live from the Dutch Hall, which is also recorded and filmed all in the studio here. And uh, right now he's on hiatus. Uh, you're working on new things, though, Pete. Yeah, we're working on uh, trying to get our act together and just refresh the show after six years. Yeah, and I think uh, we're getting, but I'm getting antsy. I think we're ready to get back at it. So. Um, but we're still putting out stuff, so if you go to live from the Dutch Hall.com, you'll always see kind of what we're working on here, or you can follow us on our on uh, Instagram and Twitter and all that stuff. That's right. Me and Tyler, we uh, we help you out. We work on the show ourselves, so things are things are rolling. It's gonna be uh, gonna be fun. Gonna be some good stuff coming out soon. Yeah, it's a lot of fun working with you guys. Yeah, thanks, buddy. Let's get into some uh, we're doom news. We got some. Good ones here relating to last week's episode, which was Super Volcanoes. That was a fun one. Uh, I don't know who, uh, who who listened to that or not, but go back and listen if you haven't. It's a very explosive, exciting episode. More of a cooking show, really. More of a cooking show, yeah. We talk about cooking in hot holes and uh, get all your hot hole recipes from us. After reading about uh, Yellowknife, how it's a giant super volcano in North America, it could blow up at any time as they say uh they've actually just discovered and one that's 30 times bigger than yellowstone in, in utah which isn't that far away really so yeah. it's just kind of it's like a baby next to this one this one's 30 times bigger and uh the uh the yellowstone itself is about 32 kilo- like miles in diameter just this huge ring so it's just even bigger so now we got two of these things so all right, not I guess far from me. Now we're really gambling, right? Yeah, that's. Do you remember good. Mount St. Helen? When was that? The Mount St. Helen. Mount St. Helen. Yeah, we talked about that before. That no, was in the eighties. We weren't around. It was eighty-six. We weren't around. And Brandon right. and I were both born in eighty-eight. Yeah. Oh, I remember. But, but you would remember that. Yeah, and it burned their lungs from the inside out, eh? Oh my God. Yeah. Like br- the ash. Yeah, the ash. And the debris. You breathe it, breathe it in. It burn your lungs and that. Terrible. So that's what's gonna that kill us all. That was a super volcano or a regular volcano? No, it was a regular volcano. That was a regular one. Yeah. Not a super one. No. The super one's going to kill us all, right? Yeah, that's the, that's the rough one. So just, just so people know out there, there's now two giant super volcanoes in North America. And they're probably going to find more. So just stay tuned for Like they more, just found it? More updates. Pretty much. I'm sure they've been studying it and trying to, you know, actually like prove it in a scientific paper that... It's bigger than 32 miles diameter and they just found it? Yeah. It's under the ground. Well, there. It's not like a volcano. It's like uh, Yellowstone doesn't look like a volcano. It's like it's like if you're it's like a big a ring. It's like a big ring. <laughs> yeah, but it's why like did wa- they find it already? Because it's very dormant. It's very old. It's much older. It's like if you're climbing a mountain all of a sudden, and you're like, "Man, this mountain is pretty high," and then all of a sudden you realize this isn't a mountain at all. This is just like the fuck fucking mole on the back of a huge monster. You know? <laughs> yeah, and that's how. That's what it is. It's just you didn't even look at it from. This far thing is away. a monster. Yeah. Yeah. I just always assume we found everything already. <laughs> no, no. Except for either. like weird fish. <laughs> yeah, just weird fish. All that's left is scientists just <laughs> scum just skimming the bottom of the ocean. It's like gotta get that new thing out there, man. I just thought we knew about all the super volcanoes. Oh no, man. There's especially ones like this, they're so ancient, they're essentially covered up by the landscape. You can't really see them. Yeah. Now that they have planes that can go over and take diagrams and they can look at the shape of everything, they 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 can see what's under the under the surface, and you know, bam, super volcanoes. Maybe maybe they're everywhere. Yeah, maybe that's like the entire 
like under the Earth's crust could just blow apart at any moment. Yeah, yeah. and then we'd just be like a sun. If you were sitting like right, thing. if you were sitting right in the epicenter of one of these super volcanoes, would would it bother you? Would you move? No, I'd be super. Like, where would you move to? Yeah. <laughs> you got no time. That's when you just you dig yourself a hot hole. Yeah, dig yourself a hot hole and just ride Start it out. Cooking chicken. I know. Just can you imagine? Just that'd be a pretty awesome death. You just evaporate immediately. Yeah, you're just, you're so hot. You just a sudden death is the best death. It's like being a deer and just like eating grass and then hearing a little rustle and then boom you're done yeah right? you're down but yeah. burning alive like you're burning alive real quickly that'll suck real yeah. quick it, it uh, won't suck you won't even realize you won't even yeah, have that happens thought so fast it'll be a big white like, flash <laughs> of just like one quick yelp half a yelp that just gets cut, cut off halfway that's your life yeah. it's actually kind of cool that the more traumatic the thing you're going through the more adrenaline you pump through yourself so at the time it's happening yeah it doesn't seem as bad that's how I know I did something real stupid as if uh, I don't feel any pain at all, you know? And yeah. I'm like, oh, this one must be bad because I don't feel it. Yeah, anytime I've cut myself real good, yeah, which has <laughs> happened a lot. I've had yeah. a lot. I've had, like, over... We counted them one day, Brandon. I think it was over 132 stitches 132 stitches? Like, con- uh, all, all together. All like, all not together. at once. Not like, one. I'm like, where's that scarf? <laughs> well, I got this big one that's, like, 38 staples, so that's a big... But like, is that different? That's different from stitches. Do you count them as? The yeah, same? we counted that. I think when we counted them all, but oh, like, still, it's impressive. I've yeah. gotten stitches like all over the place, but every time you like cut yourself, real where you need stitches, you don't notice right away. I I remember when I was with you when you cut your hand, and that's the first thing that you said. You fell on a rock, smashed your hand on a bottle, and you stood up. You looked at it and just went stitches. You <laughs> 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 just see blood gushing out. <laughs> Like, we're all drunk. We're like, yep, stitches. <laughs> no, you were fucked off in the bush looking for snakes, and we got ha- we had to canoe 45 minutes, and Ben forgot his shoes because oh, we were yeah. looking for snakes, and you had to go back and get them. Yeah, I had to catch up to them in the kayak. I didn't know anything was wrong. And then drive another hour to a hospital so <laughs> you get stitched up. You were, a, you were a weekend statistic. Yeah. A long weekend statistic after that. Yeah, injuries while drinking in canoes. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Another big thing that's in the news, obviously, we did a bonus episode about it, is the coronavirus. You know, I'm always keeping up to date. There's uh, On Reddit, there's a really good feed that just constantly keeps you updated with everything that's happening. Yeah. And uh, one of my favorite things that I've been watching is uh, the cruise ship, the old Corona cruise ship. It's, uh, it's all parked off Japan. It's under quarantine. And uh, there's 3,700 passengers. Like, is that a normal size? Are they for running out of yeah, pineapple so juice yet? I, I, they must be by this point. Like yeah, I, they've had to restock it and stuff. Yeah. Oh, they're restocking it? Yeah. So Since people can go in, but people can't come out? No, they they just drop the shit off and then take out of there. You know, like, they gotta, like they'll, like, hook it to the boat and then leave, and then the people in the boat bring it in. Yeah. <laughs> you were just Crazy. on an airplane and traveling internationally. Oh, yeah. are, are you sick? Should we even be in this tight, airtight room with you? I'm not sure how airtight it is. Did you hear people talking about it at the airport? Were people weird at the airport? Like, lots of masks? Were there any dinks on the plane saying that they had it? We Uh, talked about that dink on the plane. Uh, No to the last one. There was no dinks on the plane. There was uh, every Asian except for about two two, uh, had a mask on. Okay. People Um, 
So there was people with masks, but they were Asian for the most part. Okay, that must suck now just to be an Asian dude with a cough because, like, <laughs> everyone's looking at you now. Yeah. I, there was one flight came in. All all Asians were coming off the flight wearing masks except for, like, two guys that had big grins on their face. Yeah. And they, I don't know. They knew something these other guys didn't. Yeah. They're just having – they're like, everyone thinks we have coronavirus. <laughs> yeah. This sucks now. But they use, a, they use them anyways, even just for the pollution and stuff like that, you know? Yeah. I don't think those masks are very effective. That's what I don't think those masks are very effective. Sorry. No, they can. It can probably leak in the sides. Yeah, yeah I don't just know. A piece of cloth. It's not going to do that or, much. Or get in through your ears or somewhere else. Yeah. So I don't know how they're quarantining. I think everyone's just staying in their rooms on this cruise ship. Yeah. Like, they can't even go see like the house band or anything. Oh yeah. They can't go no. to the buffet or the pool or nothing. They They're were just... trying to do something to accommodate the people who didn't have windows. The ones that were in the hall. Oh man. Yeah. They're just like in a dark tank. May as well be a submarine, you know? Yeah. They Is gave, it? they gave, Apple gave them like 2000 f- cell phones. Oh really? Like Apple. Like, well, I, Jap- uh, the J- Japan gave them like they bought it from Apple just to appease people. And at the same time, apparently Pornhub has offered everyone free premium accounts. Pornhub's always giving away free premium accounts. Like every month they're giving away. <laughs> they don't care. I know, but now they're trying to make it seem like they're heroic. And <laughs> most of the stuff, we, we, most of the stuff on premium just ends up on the regular Pornhub, anyways. I know it's probably these a scam. people on this boat need to it's, figure out how to get their. Porn it's the better. thought that counts. All these people have new shiny phones and a new porn account. Like, that's making some old dudes happy. How long have they been there? Uh, At least, like, three weeks or something. <laughs> Going on three weeks. And they're up have to... Have they got the sick people off yet? No. No one's no. gotten off. No one's... They got... d- it just keeps Everyone's getting, worse. getting off. You just said Pornhub gave them a free subscription. <laughs> oh, yeah. That, w- that was a good one, Tyler. Good one. <laughs> <laughs> Should have just it, sat in it. All right, sorry. It just... It took me a moment. Mm-hmm. I was, like, halfway through saying something, and then it hit me. Um... I'm sorry. I didn't mean to crush your moment. <laughs> it was quick. It was fast. Uh, there's three, 454 people on board are, have confirmed cases of the coronavirus. They actually have it. Yeah. So they're not even... Like, and it just keeps getting bigger every day because they're all on a cruise ship. It's not a yeah, quarantine zone. Yeah, the whole zone. boat's going to have it by the end. <laughs> it's just passing through through the ventilation and like, how are they really containing this thing? Yeah. It, I, that would suck. It already sucks enough that you're on a cruise ship. Now you're there for weeks. Oh man, even even like six days on a cruise ship, you want to kill yourself. You're just herded around like cattle, and like, that's when you get to explore and you have all the food you want. I know there's a certain demographic of people that in that love cruise ships. Oh my god! <laughs> and they're normally old, and they don't care if they're shoveled around. They just like going to buffets, sitting by the pool, and finding other old people to complain th- th- things about. And uh, they like the lobster that you like. And oh no, what's the one that you light on fire? They like some <laughs> dessert on fire. You yeah. ever seen that? They love that. No, that that just drives the old ladies crazy. They love that. Their fake eyebrows just shoot straight up. Yeah, I don't think I could spend that much time on a boat not knowing I was on a boat because you like after you're on a boat for like a cruise ship, you forget you're on one, right? Because they got mini button stuff. Yeah, that yeah is. but it's still you're still rocking all the time. You feel you feel it, I guess. I've never been. I, I've on never one. been on one either. I don't. How think about I'm... a ferry? You ever been on? A ferry? Yeah, I've been on like the ferry in Vancouver and stuff. It's kind of like that, but bigger. It's like a city. It's like a goddamn small city just floating. Like I've seen them. I've yeah. gone past them in the Caribbean. Like our little tiny catamaran will just go right past and just this huge. Yeah, they're monstrous. It's like 10, 15 stories tall. It's like oh my I, God. I went on two different cruise ships in my life. One was Disney, 
This is before they made the big one. Yeah. So it was like 2,500 people or something on this ship. Shit. Which is still a lot. That's too much. And then uh, the other time was probably around the same, maybe around 3,000. Uh, it was an Italian cruise line, like, because cheap, some cheap one I went on. Yeah. And uh, they're, they were horrible. Yeah. I like to go, I liked it because I got to see a lot of different countries. But now I realize you can just go down there and get a, get a, a skipper. Yeah. And then you <laughs> can go to all those same islands. And, and there's not a thousand people there with you, right? Yeah, it's yeah. way cheaper, too. That sounds much better than being on a cruise ship that could potentially be an outbreak of coronavirus. Yeah, or anything. Just like you said you did Disney, and that'd be a bunch of fucking kids and shit. Oh, yeah. They're already like full of disease, just kids. Yeah. Yeah, this one. There's a there's a, a couple here that... Be trapped on a boat with a bunch of snot-nosed kids? Yeah. I don't want that. Go to the adults-only section, though. There's not. They're not allowed in there. They'll kill them if they go in there. Disney's really good about that. Yeah. Murdering good. children. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, Replace them with a changeling, right? <laughs> That's what the old fairy tales tell of Disney. I don't think Walt Disney liked kids because uh, most of his rides that he made yeah. when he was around are like just to scare the crap out of them. Yeah, he just knew how to exploit children and families, right? Just by building these crazy things that just tear you through the sky. I, I, I enjoy roller coasters, but I still don't understand them. When I'm riding them, I'm just like, why? What's the point? <laughs> like, this doesn't feel natural. Just being whipped around the sky. Yeah. You're not in control. It's just you're on yeah. some weird track. It's like, why am I doing this? Like, this isn't, the human body isn't supposed to just be whipped around. It's just a weird feeling. Yeah. Same thing with water slides. Like, why am I going down this wet tube? <laughs> water slides, I get. I understand water slides. Okay. It is. They're all fun, but I just, it's weird at the same time. Water slides are uncomfortable. Those little ridges when you're going down them, and it, it just, it's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable. At the end, yeah. your shorts are always around your ears and stuff like that. I always regret water slides. It's I fun, do. but uncomfortable at the same time. Yeah. That's the best way to describe it. I like the ones where you drop right out in free fall, though, like those, those ones. No, thanks. Can't do those. What? Can't do those. I like it because there's no mechanics that go wrong. It's all gravity. Yeah, it's just gravity. Well, Whereas if you go to the tilt a whirl at the Norfolk County Fair or something like that, and yeah. you know you got some some meth head that's just like had to wrench it together. <laughs> <laughs> hey, maybe the meth heads are the right people to run these carnival rides. All <laughs> I'm just, saying is, they good. see all the minor details. They're just fucking <laughs> going. They're like, yeah, they don't want to sleep. Get this thing cranked up. <laughs> <laughs> no accidents. No. To be honest with you, it's just you think there should be. Of all the years of, uh, what is it, Conklin? Sorry, <laughs> there's I haven't heard one. They run a tight ship over there at Conklin. Crazy. Yeah. But uh, what do you think they should do with this cruise ship? Because they're just leaving it out there in the harbor. I think they're just, just like, like just pushing it away with tugboats. <laughs> yeah, let it be a let it be a test quarantine for this virus to see like what it actually does. Like let it ride out, yeah. see if they start eating each other or what yeah. not. You know. Yeah, if everyone gets it, because they're they're trying to there's there's been studies now thinking if you get it a second time, it's even worse. Just let it keep doing laps. Let it yeah. go a little further. Send it up to Antarctica. See how it does with the cold. <laughs> you know, send it down through different <laughs> places, like to test what the virus does to different climates. You know. Yeah, Corona cruise. <laughs> <laughs> just like keeping it fun for the people too. Just making it just like, all right, we're having a beach party down by the pool today. Free pina coladas. We're having the buffet lunch, and then everyone just drags. <laughs> everyone's coughing. Just like, 
Yeah, Corona Cruz. <laughs> Why don't they just give them another boat for the people who are who have it? Well, that's a. I think like how do you track it in this giant cruise ship? Like where is it on the ship? Because like all the. It's like being in a plane, right? All the ventilation. Everyone's breathing in the same air. Yeah, but you know, like 400 people have it or whatever it is. Yeah. You just get those people and you give them another boat. And so you yeah. stop getting more people sick. You almost need three boats. Like yeah. a middle one that'll be like, all right, clean people. And then they try and de- test them, see if they actually have the disease or not. And then throw them onto a third cruise boat. Like, yeah. It's like livestock. I, I, I uh, worked in agriculture for a long time. And it's all about when you're putting that many people together, it's just like a hog barn, you know? It is a hog barn. That's a <laughs> and so you just have to, like, separate the sick hogs from the healthy ones so you don't get the whole barn sick, you know? That's, That's it. That's a good point. And uh, you know what? I hope this actually cripples the cruise ship industry because that's a luxury humans don't need anymore. No. Okay? Go to a resort. Like it's, it's just like a cruise ship parked with an actual beach and everything, right? Resorts are bad enough, but like we don't need cruise ships anymore. No, I like Tyler said, just use this as, as an experiment. Drag it around the world. Yeah, ride it out. Yeah, pick up other people who have the coronavirus <laughs> from other places. They'll go port the port, the Corona cruise. Like everyone on that boat should be trying to get rid of it, right? They should just be sitting in it. They no. should be doing like you know, eating it, nothing but avocados and running on treadmills. And <laughs> Is that the cure for it? I don't know. They don't know. That's what the boat's for. You test things out. Make a reality show out of it. Uh, maybe it's masturbation. That's why they gave them all the phones and the porn. Yeah. Right? The only way to get rid of the poison. Like, jizz this out. Mm-hmm. It's deep in you. Just jizz that virus right out of you. It's full of iron. Which, like, that just increases your depression, you know? Yeah. Somebody told me that one time. That uh, the more you jerk off... The more depressed you get, because more you're losing more iron. So you have to kind of supplement the iron. As, so you have to take in a lot more iron if you want to masturbate a lot and stay happy. Are yeah, you're if you're <laughs> depressed and a chronic masturbator, you should eat a lot of nuts, a lot of spinach. Yeah, <laughs> spinach, and organ nuts. meats. Okay, eat a lot of organ meats. That, that, that but works. you're still gonna be sad eating spinach <laughs> and liver and jerking off. Yeah. Not at the same time. Right. Yeah, that'll make me sad if I'm doing that. It's like this is a, I'm wasting my life. I'm wasting my spinach and my <laughs> sausages. So you think that's what pop? I had you had the big forearms and ate a lot of spinach. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you gotta stay happy. <laughs> it was a really sad man. Yeah. <laughs> you would seen be a lot too. of things. That's you would be too if you're Popeye. Having your wife kidnapped and attempted rape on, <laughs> like, every episode, every day of his life. Poor Popeye. Yeah, that big brute tries to rape Yeah, just drags the woman away. The sc- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, old yeah. cartoons, huh? A lot of fun. <laughs> All right, um, let's get into today's episode. Uh, main topic, which is the financial crisis uh, or uh, economic crisis. Uh-oh. Financial collapse. Financial collapse. That's the proper word. We're going to go with that. Yeah. Um, this is something that's been on our big list of things of that uh, of doom that are just going to destroy us. And uh, this is one I would never thought I would tackle my own because I don't know anything about money or banks or how the world works or the economy. Very vague things about it. So I'm glad you're here because, uh, Pete, you have a background working in the banks. Yeah. 
and uh, close. Let's uh, let's get your story. How do you how do you know so much about finance and the banks and well, I what's went going to, on? I went to uh, studied economics at the University of Guelph uh, after I finished high school. Oh yeah, I took an economics course in high school, which I which did spark my interest. You know. And I like the idea that you could. I, I I'm a big guy. Like just in my personal life, I like patterns. You know. Yeah. So like when when I can notice patterns, like it's kind of like predicting the future. So it seemed really cool, like superpowers. Okay. So then I. So like w- a beautiful mind type. You're just staring at a board and you're seeing all the numbers and the things going. Well, once you see like something like the pattern of way things happen, you know it's going to happen again, right? Yeah. And so then uh, you can kind of wait for it to happen again. That's impressive. And then if you see bigger patterns, then you can see bigger, more what can happen, you know? Okay. And I find, anyways, I like that. So I went to school and I went into uh, the, I got a Bachelor of Commerce where I took a lot of uh, courses in economics. Yeah. And those are my my favorite courses, economics and finance, because the same reason you can kind of see how things are going to happen before they happen. How the world works. Yeah. Yeah. And kind of, it's kind of like. Uh, was it kind of eye opening for you, like getting to know the finance, financial? Did you know much going in? Or? No, I grew up on a farm, so like, I knew enough of that you had to like sometimes borrow money and then pay it back with interest and stuff. I kind of got that principles of that, but I really didn't know much about anything else. And then, uh, like, I always like all my relatives were like entrepreneurs and stuff like that. They're businessmen, but. I never, no one really talked about the economic patterns and the way things are. Yeah. That's just something that I, I, I picked up in school. The patterns. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> well, it, when you grow up on a farm, there's no one around. That's so right. So you just like have nothing to do but think. You're A lot of times you're just like hoeing tobacco or something like that, and you're just sitting around. you got nothing to do. So like it's very monotonous. And so yeah. you, you just do things like yeah, that. Yeah, sounds, you notice it, sounds like good that. for you. I don't like healthy. patterns. You don't like patterns? Why? <laughs> they scare me. You shouldn't be able to predict anything. I like spontaneous randomness. Yeah, it's not like you're like guaranteeing it's going to happen. You're just like, you're looking at the odds of it happening. It's more likely to happen than not that this will happen. So then you can kind of just take the uh, the safer bet Yeah. to not lose as much. <clears throat> I'm like Tyler. He likes living on the edge. That's the stitches. <laughs> What's coming next, life? <laughs> Give me some more stitches. Yeah, you can't rely on your predictions. That's the same reason why I don't like magic. <laughs> it's like magic. I don't like you thinking you know something you don't know. <laughs> yeah. You think, yeah, and you don't want to tell us? You don't want to tell us how you do it? That's the other thing about money, right? Nobody wants to talk about money. You're not supposed to talk about money. Yeah. Which was, which was you never what? ask a man how much he makes, right? I don't know. In some circles, it's different. Like business dudes love talking about that shit. They love talking numbers, right? Yeah. You, you probably came across that. Yeah, some people are comfortable with it, and some people are very private about it. I think Shaz is more old-fashioned. The old way was always, you know, it's none of your business. So you never talk money. You don't talk religion, and you don't talk politics. I think that was... That's right. And then... Uh, Jazz old school. You yeah. open the door for a lady. Exactly. Yeah, you open yeah. You, yeah exactly. <laughs> you never come in their mouth. <laughs> <laughs> but those are uh, those are things that you know, like uh, that's just one way of looking at it. The other way is, uh, oh, I, sorry, what was the question again? I don't think there was one. <laughs> there was. One. Oh. So, when you're studying money and banking, <laughs> um. Like what? What was your first like intro job into the banks? 
Oh, I it was uh, le- uh, uh, as a commercial lender, yeah. so I would most of my jobs was uh, was lending money. But the nice part about that is you do have to talk money with people, so you're forced to, um, like it's your job, right? Yeah. So then I would just uh, do my job and then ask them questions, kind of what they thought. One of my customers was really into this thing called the Elliott Wave Theory. The, he, the Elliott Wave Theory. Elliott Wave Theory. Yeah. Who's Elliott Wave? Oh, I don't know. It's a it's a theory of looking. a surfer. I would assume. I don't know, yeah. like an indie band. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it's kind of like a. It's just a a way of looking at market trends in the past and how they will predict the future. Yeah. And there's they look at it as having like uh, there's like five five different stages of a wave. You'll have like a stage one, which is an emotional reaction upward, and it, it's not really judging about um, like business trends. It's more about um, the em- emotion of the emotion of the public when they're like buying stocks and selling stocks. Okay. So it's Kinda more like, like the... judging by an emotional response to the market, which causes these big unreasonable gains and unreasonable falls that cause these uh, bubbles and collapses and all these things. That, that all like. caused by people, you know, all throwing their money in potatoes, potatoes, everyone just fr- in a frenzy. Yeah. Like just... if you look at the, uh, Early around 2000, there was the tech boom, you know. Yeah. And there was a lot of like new companies that weren't making any money yet, but everyone got excited about them, and it created this inflation based on only emotion. And then uh, eventually that collapsed, and it went back to market fundamentals. Wait, when was that? Uh, was 2000. It? Around 2000. That was 2000. Okay, there was another collapse though. 2008. 2008 was the housing market that caused the collapse. Okay. And uh, so 2001, that was tech companies that sucked and shouldn't have been. <laughs> yeah. And okay. Then, and then there's the weed boom of now. Yeah. Which was like, which was kind of, it's still, uh, the jury's still out whether it's still collapsed completely yet or it has a big collapse to come. But um, it's based on emotion that it caused it to be overinflated. Okay. And then eventually emotion will cause it to be. Oh, um, oversold so it goes lower than where it should okay and then it'll regain and then go down again it usually happens in five stages and the third stage being the longest and then there's a fourth is a big crash and then the fifth is a slight recovery before it totally collapses down to the very first level where it started okay and this will happen if you look at all these cr- mini crashes you can monitor those with the elliott wave theory and if you look at it in a grander scale you can see that all of these are part of a bigger uh, graph that shows that we're about to have a collapse that's going to bring us back to the 1930s level. Oh, wow. We should have brought some graphs in here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm watching your hands, though. I see the graphs. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I nerd all oh, about I get this it. stuff. It's, it's fascinating, man. It's uh, so like. Uh, but so are these collapses like planned? Like they're, they're like because if it's all to fuck with people's emotions no, no, <laughs> it's not fucking with them it's like just saying that people but are it does <laughs> people are naturally drawn like they yeah. fo- they follow the, the herd you know yeah. yeah and so whatever when everybody's selling they all sell when everyone's buying they all buy when the market really collapses is when you can no longer through emotional only sustain a high level which they want to do and if you look at what they've done for the last say 30 40 years it's pretty much been un with with these little collapses that I've talked about, like yeah. down, downturns, 2008 was pretty good. Um, but the it looks like I think 2008 was the four, oh. and then the five is g- coming up to where we are now with kind of record highs. We're hitting five, and now we're ready to do our big collapse to A. Yeah, there'll be a minor recovery B, and then C is where we go back down to 
1930. You know, how long that takes, maybe it'll take five years, maybe it'll take 10 years. It depends how sharp the initial collapse is. Okay. And right now, Jazz, they've already, their, their whole motivation of all these people is to always say the market's always going to go up, always going to go up. And that's the emotion they try to make everyone to, to recreate is like to get these people, everyone's saying everything's good. Get and the price excited, is going up. right? Yeah. If you watch the news in the morning, you'll see people that come on the news. They're always representing someone that's selling stocks. And then they're telling you it's always going to get better. But sometimes if you want the collapse to be smaller and you want it to have less of an impact on everybody, then you should let it collapse more often. Yeah. But when we've been buoying it up for so long, when it does collapse, it's going to totally like hurt a lot of people to get to the bottom. Yeah. But I think for you guys, it would be better if it did collapse. And in, 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 simple, uh, in simple terms, what, <laughs> what does it collapse mean? Does that just mean there's like no... Like yeah, there's too many me people in the bank, and the floor literally <laughs> collapse because <laughs> like, yeah. they're all Sorry. there. This is what this will generally what will happen. Like there's no money for these things anymore, or the people have sold it all, and then we, like, yeah, we don't have it anymore. Yeah, we are two dumb people that don't know anything about money. Okay, there's a bunch you of things that teaching. could could happen. Number one, this is a, what I think is inevitability. That eventually, it'll happen. Is that right now uh, all the commodities in the world, like oil and you know, corn and soybeans, all that stuff. It's all traded in U.S. dollars. And uh, countries like Russia and China and that, they, uh, they don't really like that. No. And neither does uh, the European <coughs> Union. So, like, if uh, eventually they just say, we're no longer going to trade commodities in U.S. dollars, then they're going to have a huge amount of surplus in U.S. dollars. Their dollar will be worth nothing. And then um, that could really... Uh, that would affect us because we're so closely related to them. But basically, that could keep that could get a ball rolling because then when you had a hundred thousand dollars, that used to be worth a lot more, and now your dollar's so shitty. Yeah, you know, it's okay. That's nothing, right? That's right. happening a lot in South America right now. Yeah, it, like it happened in Eastern Europe in the in the uh, Second World War and stuff like that. You know, and they thought it would never happen, but it did. You know, so you could see it conceivably in a situation like that. You could see people that are very well off have uh maybe they'll have a lot of big houses but they won't have any cash anymore yeah and then their investments because a lot of people's money's tied up in the stock market um once the fear kicks in that the economy's crashing and how whatever causes that trigger um it'll just everything will just be devalued so when you think you have savings of a half half million you would have only savings of say a hundred thousand oh wow luckily uh, luckily tyler (laughs) keeps his money under his mattress right (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> hidden, then, hidden, hidden in puppets and stuff <laughs> the other things that could happen is if um is if uh, is that uh with a total collapse it could cause uh, interest rates to really spike and if interest rates go up then that's like anyone that has debt if you have mortgages if you have yeah uh, businesses that with a lot of debt surrounding it it can become quite expensive and then the uh, housing market or your or real estate and stuff would crash then saying that the amount that you had owing is worth more than what your property's worth yeah and then the banks just start foreclosing on everything like they did in the 80s yeah and then uh because they're undersecured and uh so something like that easily could happen i think that could happen with a four percent interest rate increase and in the 80s it was like at 18 and a half percent interest you pay on a loan yeah or even as high as 22 and a half but today it could at the same it would have the same effect at eight percent yeah that they would back then 
So uh, what you're saying is I shouldn't buy a house right now. <laughs> no, man. Well, I don't. Or wait for the wait for the economy to crash. When's a better time? Because well, you, you were saying the economy crash could be good for us. It, it should be good for anyone that's young. Yeah. And has time to earn it back because you could you'll be able to um, now all of a sudden afford the like have the same appreciation that like your parents had, you know? Yeah. So we're. It wasn't that that's not reasonable to think of now. You know, it's never going to go up that much at the same rate because it's already lucky to be where it is. It okay. has to crash once and then you guys will can afford things to get in and then, you know, buy a reasonable property, buy a reasonable, you know, buy stocks at a reasonable okay, thing. Yeah. Well, that that's all well and good. But what are like what's the what's the bad side of this collapse? How is that? How is that going to collapse society? Do you think it's. Like, big enough that, like, it's going to, you know, con- completely knock everything out of line? Everything's going to unstabilize? or Well, in the, in the States during in 2008, the, they had a whole bunch of these, like, sub-currencies that came up. And, like, a lot of these militias and stuff that kind of just, like, said we're going to handle our own, our own kind of economy now. Yeah. So, like, we're trading uh, in, like, uh, peat spiky ball dollars or whatever you know like that's <laughs> yeah they would just make their own currency and say we're out like we're not part of this shit they're anymore. just moving into like the like bitcoins tra- that's what bitcoins was well like uh, bitcoins is, is a way around it too it's another option and then you'll see like when the regular market crashes i think there's a inverse spike in interest in, there'll be an increase in interest in bitcoin or yeah. like alternative currencies alternative currencies yeah exactly yeah <laughs> Is that why a lot some people just hoard gold? Yeah, they think that's they, yeah. Like yeah, I, gold. I watch a lot of gold panning shows now. <laughs> yeah, you do. I want to go gold panning. I do too. I've been watching those too before I left for Australia. Or just any sort of like, just start collecting any sort of rock you find. You don't know <laughs> what the next rock they're gonna pick is. How <laughs> oh, that one's worth something now? Because just <laughs> dumb humans are the one that's fucking decided all this. Just fucking greedy bastards that are like, this rock is worth made up fucking numbers well they're, they're, there's elements to it they can use for manufacturing and creating things you can't just like have pebbles that yet you, you put in your front garden Why not? <laughs> Those gonna be that's useful. basically what fucking bitcoins are yeah they can be a weapon i guess uh, internet money internet like, money i'll trade these pebbles for that badger pelt like like the whole idea of currency is stupid yeah. it is really like and if you look at it, even a lot of things that we trade it's only not been that long that we've traded it at all. Like uh, we, the oil's only been around for a hundred years. Before that, there wasn't. We didn't yeah. use it. We used whale blubber. Yeah, yeah. Let's move on. Yeah. What actually? One of the early one of the indicators that the market's going to crash is if you look at it in the instead of looking at the Dow and in dollars, you look yeah. at it by gold, because gold will spike and then you'll see the crash in gold terms before you'll see it in dollar terms. Oh, interesting. Yeah, and that's because of the, everyone running to rocks. Yeah. And tangible things. Even like uh, when people, I'm scared of the market. I went and and bought the church because it's land. You know, I know I can touch this and it's not going to go away. I can do something with it and make money. You know. Yeah. But I can't uh, with some imaginary bullshit that someone sold me yeah <laughs> you know and says it's in the market it's good to have your numbers in physical places yeah. right yeah, yeah. Uh, tyler you, you're you don't like numbers you've told me before no you're you got a big thing against those numbers i don't like them because they're patterns <laughs> they just keep <laughs> going i don't like numbers at all we do have a weird relationship with numbers now it's yeah and like yeah because you're using numbers the same numbers you're saying that's a hundred thousand, whatever. Yeah. 
dollars. Yeah. But then you can also say something's a hundred thousand feet away. Yeah. Like it's just a <laughs> fucking number. You're yeah. using it for the same thing. That's the point of numbers. Yeah. It's stupid. Just it use colors. Use colors. <laughs> Here's a bunch of blue for you. Yeah. Fo- use uh, football fields, like how they describe UFOs. It's like yeah, like three a football billion, fields. A billion dollars is stupid. The fact, like, has anyone actually made a billion dollars, like, making it, or is it feels like it's made up? Like they just kept doing, like, hitting the fucking hamster feeder and <laughs> it, like a like yeah, a I fucking pinball game, you know? Like drug I don't think dealers. I don't drug think anyone's actually made a billion dollars. I'm pretty sure, like, and they don't uh, need it if they have made it. Cartels probably have a billion dollars in cash somewhere. Like an sure. actual physical billion. That they dollars. made themselves selling drugs. They worked hard to do. And they terrorize nations and 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 people in their countryside, because it doesn't need to exist a billion dollars. Like, and people have multi-billion dollars, and they could end poverty. Well, they just we'll gave f- it sh- we will figure it out when the collapse. Buy a lot of fucking spam sandwiches. Well, if if there is, a it's pretty fucking sad when you have to rely on like eccentric billionaires to give you money in order to make the economy work anymore eh? i know yeah. that's how you know it's broken it's like it's so far removed from working like, that it has to collapse and there's g- no one there to replace the people that are going to sell either like that's another thing that's going to tip this off is that the baby boomers the baby boomers are all selling because they have to go and fucking go on cruise ships right <laughs> so that as soon as they they're selling and there's no one to buy then it's it's going to eat shit right and uh, i guess yeah like that that's just following a pattern if they're uh, like many of the other topics we talk about on this, that could just disrupt. But the yeah, earth. could it just spontaneously fucking crash and then everybody's just fucking? That's how it happens. Shit, it will just spontaneously. Yeah, happen. because because uh, it's when everyone thinks that there's it's not going to happen is when it happens. <laughs> That's the only thing they can say. So is everyone's like, like, don't think about it, and well, it won't happen. But I'm thinking about it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like that because like they keep. Uh, booing it up like and putting band-aids on it and it's like they used to be a debt ceiling in the united states where you couldn't go above this amount of debt yeah and then they just keep increasing the ceiling so it's not a real ceiling if you just let it get as high as you want to yeah if there's just people controlling that yeah it's all just people it's just fucking greedy greedy people i think tyler's right that it's a system that's like uh this whole system we have this financial system is what we think has always been there it's not like there's a lot of ways that we can do things if this thing collapses maybe we just admit this was the system for the baby boomer generation and then it wasn't for anyone else yeah you know and then we can move on and like come up with something better or yeah like do it the way you're doing it but have some sort of like start cap and end cap and then anything after you make or lose after that is just like whatever distributed outward to the sea lions i think you should be able to opt out of the current system and say i want to i just don't want to be part of that that's for the them, and yeah. then I can just participate oh, yeah. in the like the sovereign citizens. Oh, there are those people guys, that are doing those that people that sure. go off and create their own nation of people. Yeah, and their own currencies and trading. Of, and there's been cases of that people just like fucking off into the woods and be like, "I'm living my own nation, my own rules. I ain't following the law no more." But you need a fucking little bit of money to actually start that. Oh, most yeah. of the time, some people do it from nothing, I guess, but. It'd be and, uh, nice to have a little bit of money because you have to buy the fucking initial piece of property. That's hopefully. true. You got to go big. Like, uh, for instance, there's somewhere off of Europe. It's a big oil tanker that someone bought. 
and now it's its own nation. Oh, it's, yeah? Yeah, it's this tiny little thing. And he wanted to, the guy was a real wacko. He just wanted just people to be able to have fun, take drugs, and just experiment living this way. Just like, and I don't know where it's at now. It's probably <laughs> failed by now. But, uh, yeah, there's places like that. Yeah. He, they had a lot of money to get that. There's little islands tucked away everywhere. There's people living. Yeah, people have it right. Not everyone's has a fucking bank card. That's true. Sometimes you just don't need it. Yeah, what happened to just giving fucking hand jobs for ham sandwiches? <laughs> jobs for hand sandwiches? Is that a new story you're opening up? <laughs> you start the revolution. You start the trading revolution. Hand jobs for ham sandwiches. So would you be giving the hand jobs to res- to get the ham sandwiches? It's a trade system. Give, get. Okay. Or they have to get, yeah. Live, laugh, love. <laughs> so I can come to you with a ham sandwich and be like, do you want this? It's like, you have to give me a hand job. <laughs> and we're like, or you can give him a hand job because he wants my pre- sandwich. Yeah, yeah. Or yeah. if it's your preference to give hand jobs, maybe. Yeah, there are there's some guys that are into that, I suppose. It's, hey. Uh, hey, if it's the end of the world and we're doomed, I'll give a hand job for a ham sandwich. I think uh, I think I'll give two. Just go skiing, right? <laughs> Ski pull it. Not me. I just go kill a rabbit with my bare hands. Yeah, I could do that too. You guys make it sound so easy. It is easy. My dog, <laughs> my dog couldn't even do it. What makes you think you could chase down a rabbit? Uh, I wouldn't chase it down. I'd snare it up. You'd snare it. Yeah, I'd make a snare out of a little maple seedling. <laughs> Bend it over. <laughs> you know, what I'm using a planter box and a stick and a rope. That's a good one. I'm just gonna hide in a pile of leaves. It's never gonna even see me. Then I'll pop it up. Then once the box falls on it, you just go and start beating that box with a sledgehammer until that thing's dead, right? I'm going to be behind you with a big weighted net and just drop it on you. (laughs) And then it's my rabbit. I'm probably just going to eat fruits and vegetables for the first little bit. You start now, Mr. Candy Man. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm going to eat through my candy stash first. Yeah. It's been uh, collecting since your last Halloween At least what as a <laughs> child, right? At least what these gums can mash down. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, um, so, a- any other uh, any other t- things uh, we should know about this financial crisis? Yeah, like is there like people that are actually just running it and controlling all the money and then we're just doomed because there's, like, the there's like four dudes just controlling everything? Well, I don't know. If it is, I'm not privy to the four dudes. But the mo- for most of the stuff, it's just ma- based on people just do it, not really knowing what they're doing. Yeah. And it's just do it, just going to um, going to work, not knowing what you're doing every time, every day, until you eventually <laughs> fuck up enough that <laughs> the whole thing collapses. You know, it, it, that's what I think uh, of of uh, the stock market yeah, in particular. Okay. Because there are a bunch of douchebags that are just self-preserving their own job, and they always just sell the story of that it's going to go up and up and up forever. And the reality is that's never historically been accurate, and it sh- and it probably never will be. So, yeah. Well, I'm happy I don't know anything yeah. about money. I think I, I, yeah, I hate the, to follow that kind of future. Yeah. The impact for for, for those who don't participate is is very much less. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> Uh, there's probably nothing to, to nothing bad that's really going to notice, except for if you do want to buy something, there's going to be higher interest rates, and then, um, you might notice like, I think most everything else will go down in, in value, but like our dollar would be worth less too, like so. 
But like that's where it just like fucks over regular people where they're all doomed because they just get locked in these fucking bank payments that they have to make and they're just yeah. stuck because they fucking loan money, right? Like, and it makes it worse for the people who have they, it they just anyways. Get, yeah, yeah, they're just doomed. They're just stuck. Yeah, what could happen? What could happen too is that like if you look some of the sometimes when there's like a uh, an economic downturn, even just a recession, the the uh, different con- countries start to argue and bitch with one another, and then th- then it affects everyone that way. Like Iran, for example, they had uh, their gas went up th- by three times in one day, like it, it tripled in one day, and then the people revolted and they started a big. Uh, it was like a huge political unrest and and and, and uh, protests in the streets, and that was something that could easily happen. It is happening all over the world already, and it's their own little economic meltdowns that they're. It's that, crazy, and, and it's eventually going <laughs> to be going to be our turn. You know, like we can't avoid it forever, so ev- eventually it'll be our turn, and then it's how we deal with it once it happens. Like if it, it's more the people, like everyone that's just blindly like participated in these systems that they think are foolproof, you know, like uh, they've done what they're told and it didn't work, you know, all that savings. And now I have nothing, you know, those sorts of people, like how they react will be the real story on what, how it affects us. You know? Yeah. I don't know how Canadians will react, how Americans will react, but okay. It'll be really interesting to watch because I think the Americans, it'll happen to them before it happens to us in Canada. And those guys are are definitely more entertaining to watch. Very emotional. Very (laughs) emotional. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, what's your prediction then? When you when you think this is going to happen? I think it's going to happen in the uh, in this calendar year. I'm predicting 2020 by November 2020 it will happen. It's already a hot year for disasters. And yeah, I am predicting this year we'll doom see. scenario. So, let's give it up for 2020. You're scary, 2020. <laughs> we don't like you so far. You're not. You're not. You're not very friendly. All right, um, we're going to get into our final segment like we do every week. Uh, now that we have a guest, we're going to get him to read from the field guide of extraterrestrials. That's right. Pete's going to flip to a random page. Let me see it and make sure we haven't done it. Oh, we haven't done that one. So, uh, Pete, I want you to explain what this alien looks like. Uh, this alien basically looks like what you would say your typical, like, uh, you know, like a little gray man with the, the big black eyes. You know? Yeah. Um, except uh, three fingers, like uh, three. I think most of them have three fingers. Looks kind of uh, chubbier than you'd ex- expect. <laughs> yeah, kind of like, like the body and stuff just looks like a little like a kid with a nightgown on, and then there's like a bubble on its head. But he's got like the big long, you know, like the back of his head. Let's see. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah he's got like the big the brain. Head. Yeah. Oh, he's like he's he looks like uh, Mars attacks, right? Yeah, yeah kind of Mars attacks. Mars attacks like. He's got a big globe on his head. That's kind of cheesy. It's very yeah, very standard. It's like a humanoid. Yeah. Uh, type is short gray. Yeah, you had it right there. <laughs> uh, variant three, distinguishing characteristic: helmet and fly eyes. Fly eyes. Yeah. Okay. The helmet. Fly the helmet's eye. cool too. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, descriptive incident: It was uh, May fifteenth, nineteen fifty-one. 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 Fifties in the in the seven between the fifties and the seventies. Hotbed alien activity. Yeah. Most, yeah. a lot in the 70s. Okay. Uh, so, so we like knowing the date because uh, we can line it up. Yeah. This is the 50s in Salzburg, Austria. Sweet. Let's Ooh. hear the encounter. Okay. Leaving work at 11 p.m., a soldier with the U.S. Army uh, in Austria was walking home when a strange 
being stepped from behind the bushes and paralyzed him with a pencil-shaped device that made a clicking sound. <laughs> it's just, just like, click, done. Like, uh, yeah. screw you and your weapons. Uh, the entity, who was shorter than the soldier, had white skin and wore a dull silvery suit with a transparent helmet. The uh, being's torso was shaped like a tin can, and his legs were proportionate, but his arms were shorter than humans and ended in three long fingers. His large skull was cylindrical, hairless, and uh, featured a very high forehead. The eyes were large and the compound of those of a fly, while the ears and nose were just holes, and a mouse and the mouth was a mere slit. Yeah, it sounds like your typical gray alien, right? But uh, they don't normally wear the big globe on their head. Like, what if there's just... Are uh, the fly eyes common? The fly eyes? Yeah, that's common. That's uh, They're described as like either like deep, dark eyes where you can't even see any definition or... Or like, yeah, like, or like, like a fly. fly. It's like a fly. Or a lizard. Sometimes they wrap around their head. I know all about the alien eyes. The sensitive then strapped a square black plate across the soldier's chest, which made him light and enabled the humanoid to pull him effortlessly to a large landed craft, a round object, 150 feet in diameter in a nearby field. Okay, so it's like kind of some kind of <clears throat> magnet. The person gravitational magnet just picks them up yeah. and pulls them across. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Can't wait till we have that technology. It seems fairly easy. You just got to hold a bit. You put a metal plate on his on Tyler's chest and then give me a big magnet on my hand. Then I feel like he needs something really magnetic, <laughs> something metal inside of him. Oh, just yeah. picks up a human soul, does it? No, he put a, 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 metal, a plate on his chest. Yeah. Said. So, uh, sorry, uh, the soldier was floated to the top of the craft where a door opened and they entered the dark interior. Since the craft's walls were transparent, the soul, like the, like uh, Wonder Woman's jet. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the woman was able to see the stars once the craft took off. They passed the moon and then flew to a planet the soldier assumed was Mars. There, like he knew. He knew. <laughs> yeah, like totally Mars. Look, it's red. Mars. It's yeah. the closest one. Yeah, that's where Martians anything. are from, right? <laughs> yeah. This 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 alien does look like it was like uh, a Looney Tune character, yeah. Mar- like a friend of Marvin. Yeah, he does kind of look like it. Uh, what soon was Mars? There was the the craft landed on a platform above the field that was occupied by many other saucer shaped vehicles. As the humanoid got out and floated to the ground, the soldier noticed similar beings about and two crafts containing human beings who did not acknowledge his presence. Two craft. So there was others. They took a. Yeah. They took another. There was other crafts with other people being abducted at the same time. Bringing them all in. They having some kind of party. It's oh yeah, a little probing party. Yeah. <laughs> they're the. They're in fields, right? Maybe they need some people to help uh, clear the crops. That's why they come to Earth. Let's get these people. When the entity returned, they took off and returned to Earth. The soldier was taken out the same way he had been brought in, using the pencil-shaped device and square black plate. The being then clicked the device at the soldier, removed the plate from his chest, and then departed in the craft. The soldier rushed home and noticed he had been gone for one hour. (laughs) (laughs) Damn. They get a lot done in an hour. Quick hour. Wow. In December of 1957, the soldier, seeking to unburden himself of the haunting experience, 
walked into the offices of the Citizen, a Prince George, British Columbia newspaper, and related the details to the newsman. The newsman found the soldier forthright and even tried a few trick questions, but failed to elicit any contradictions in the soldier's story. The being he had encountered and the otherworldly trip the soldier experienced are startlingly similar accounts that would attain prominence more than a decade later. He's I telling the boy. truth. You're telling the truth. That's what they think. The He's corroborated. That does follow a long pattern of very similar, you know, UFO abduction experiences. Yeah, like but that wasn't even. <coughs> that was like a full abduction. They went to another they went, fucking planet. Yeah, they, they went brought to Mars. Well, maybe, yeah. Yeah, and he was only gone an hour, and that's what people experience a lot. They feel like they've been gone for a whole like hours, days, days weeks on yeah. end, and they just come back and they're gone for a few hours. I don't know. I don't. I, I guess this is one I'd believe. I guess because uh, it's it's that follows a pattern of people seeing these weird gray aliens and getting abducted, feel, getting paralyzed, getting brought into a ship. Uh, it's a long pattern of this. This. But they took they took them to like like some sort of you know like cookout or something where they're <laughs> like, hey, look at what we brought. Look we, what we brought. We, also, yeah. we got a couple of humans too and they just poke them and prod them and then bring them home. Yeah, make them eat some weird, some of their weird barbecue food. <laughs> weird Mars barbecue and get out of there. Yeah, at least they, they have the decency to bring us back. We could just drop us off somewhere and see what happens. Yeah. Like, what, like, are they, what, like, what, the, what is the purpose? If you are, if that's actually what happened, it's like, why are they doing that? It's just like, hey, you want to come Chill on our planet for a while, and then you bring you home. <laughs> it's like, what is their idea behind this? Bring them home, show them off. And I don't know. You used to catch uh, grasshoppers and put them in empty cheese wood jars. Yeah, that's right. right. You catch frogs thing. and snakes. It, you guess you're right. It's just like uh, it's like a show and tell. They come here. Hey, that's you know that makes the most sense. Yeah, we're just uh, dumb little animals, and they're collecting us. If they put you in a cage like in a zoo and just observed you like as a person. What would you do like during the day? Would you be like one of those? Would you be like a smear, throw your feces at them or stuff? Uh, there'd be a period of time where I'd do that. <laughs> probably, oh, yeah. I'd fuck with them. I'd yeah, just act out different scenes from movies all day. <laughs> <laughs> there's a what was that the mo- there's a book Slaughterhouse Five. Um, Kirk Van Vanegat. Oh yeah, Kirk Vonnegut. Vonnegut. Yep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He uh, there's a that's what happened to this guy. He ends up being abducted by aliens, put in a cage yeah. on observation. But he's with like a sexy woman, so like they just want to watch him have sex and just like live a life as like two human couples. And it's like, would you want that? Would you want another person in there? Yeah, your significant yeah. other, some sort of company. Yeah, yeah. If I get to bang all the if time, if they were cool, yeah, it would help me pass the time. I enjoy it. But uh, that was a that was a good alien, very good, solid. That was a classic, alien. good classic alien. Good classic alien. All right, guys. Um, this has been a fun episode. Thanks a lot for Pete, for uh, for joining us here. And uh, yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Money, we're sure, doomed. Be sure to look for live from the Dutch Hall and Spiky Ball Studios on all your social medias, and uh, go on our social medias. Leave us comments. Leave us ratings. Just tell us you care. Just tell us you're listening because we don't know who's out there. And it'd be nice to hear from you. And uh, we're all doomed. We're all doomed. Just remember that.